Oh, I forgot to take a breath before doing that. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's. Uh, we don't need to do the show plan review. Woogerworks is timing out. Um. All right. So. Uh. All right. You just want to get started? Mm. Oh, wait. What is this? Oh, this is thanks for 100 episodes. All right. So we'll start. Fix something, otherwise I will be distracted for the rest of the episode. Okay. All right. So uh, three, two, one. I'm Phil DeLuca. I'm Sean Watson. And I'm Shivam Putt. <laughs> and we are Commander in generally. <laughs> <laughs> Mandarin. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> we put a spotlight on community issues, but never ever talk about four banned topics. Except the fact that we talk about them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and heavens forbid you should follow us on Twitter, because, uh, especially individually, because... Shivam, you covered everything except Hearthstone this Well, week. no, I talked about how I haven't played Hearthstone in a while, so... I, uh, uh, but I did yeah. fire my account today, <laughs> just oh, for you. <laughs> and those four banned topics are religion, politics, Hearthstone, and hip-hop. If you want to support the show, you should visit patreon.com slash commanderandmtg and donate as little as a buck a show. That would be fantastic. It helps us out tremendously. We do some really neat things with it. And of course, uh, don't forget to visit us on YouTube you can check out our GP Las Vegas video series, which w- sort of documents uh, mine and Sean's trip to Vegas because mm. we drove together. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. There's encounters with um, security guards, Scientology handlers, you name it. It's on there. <laughs> Indeed. And, of course, wherever you get your podcasts, if you would give us a five-star rating, that helps us pop up in searches related to magic, searches related to Commander, and, um, generally speaking, exposes the show to even more people. And since you're listening, you want all your friends to listen. Hmm. (laughs) Most of them. Yeah, most of them. This week, we've got a wonderful show lined up for you. This is our 100th episode of Commander. <laughs> I'm you, sorry. I can't even believe it saying it. And what a hundred shows it's been. Uh, I've enjoyed being edited back into all 100 of them as the uh, <laughs> yes, we are fourth commander. Um, the Or what is it? The sixth <laughs> commander of the five commanders. Um <laughs> The five commanders and, that only had four, so you'd be the fifth commander. But then, the, <laughs> what? No I'm time, confused. space. <laughs> no, we'd like to definitely thank our audience for actually listening and sticking around for 100, inviting your friends to listen, inviting other podcasts to listen to us, and then asking our hosts to come on their podcast to talk about our podcast, because that's how people learn. Uh, <laughs> it really well, I mean, is. I'll be honest, I discovered this podcast because of... Um, 
I think Jimmy and Josh had you guys on once or talked about you. And I was like, you know what? I need another commander podcast in my life. And now, uh, well, uh, it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> it sure did. And now it? it's my podcast. Picture me making the, uh, Tom Hanks finger to the <laughs> eyes motion. This is my <laughs> podcast now. <laughs> well, I, I hadn't realized we owe Josh and Jimmy yet another round of thanks for introducing you to the podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's because of them that I came to GPLA in the first place and got to hang out with you and Nate at the uh, Commander meetups. And then, you know, we sat and played for like four hours and that worked out really well. Yeah. It Take sure it from is. me, kids. You can play with a Commander host at a uh, random GP and end up taking over the show, too. All yeah. you need is poison. It's a lot like, uh, <laughs> it's a lot like old school ante. <laughs> <laughs> what are you flipping over? I flipped over my show. Um, <laughs> you flipped over. Force of nature. Oh, my God. That card's a bomb. Yeah, sorry, man. Um, I guess I'm going to have to trade my Gabzan Ogre for your show, so... That's just kind of how this is going to work. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me sli- put my jeweled bird down. Um, bird. <laughs> yeah, you thought I didn't oh. remember any anti-card, did you? <laughs> Contract from below, most broken card in Magic, not going to lie. Contract from below. Yeah, oh, man, you pay that. one that, black, draw one seven, and, swap, right? or draw eight and put the eighth card as your new anti, but you get to have seven cards for one black mana? That's kind okay. of just good. It's not bad at all. <laughs> I played Franti once. I lost a card. It was black. Guess which card it was? Sanger Vampire? No, but that was a, it Demonic was a Sanger Vampire Nettling Imps deck. Nettling Imps? Tutor? <laughs> no. Dark Ritual. Oh. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm alright for Auntie now. I've lost my dark ritual. <laughs> Dude, my friends and I, at the beginning, we played for Auntie all the time. And it, I would get so mad that, like, you know, I would flip over my Mahamodi or my, like, Vesuvian doppelganger. And they would have, like, hmm. a f- goblin piker. And you just sit there like, that's that's not, this is not equitable in any way, shape, or form. How is this okay? I, <laughs> I don't remember the card effing goblin piker. Yeah. What did that one do? That's a new we, card. We played it differently in the Bay Area. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We're keeping it so relevant to Commander. Yeah. We're talking about Ante. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Ask your great-grandparents, kids. I, I dare you, Sean, to put a Senior Vampire and a Nettling Imp into the same deck today. All right, you're on. No joke. <laughs> <laughs> I can get that working in Ailey. Uh, I'm sure there's a reason that yeah. would work. Yeah. Ailey's already really powerful. I so. mean, I'll be honest exactly. with you. One of my big commander goals is to reintegrate all of my favorite old revised and earlier cards into my random commander decks. Just because, yeah, I know that paying seven mana for Jetta Ojan and being a vanilla 5-5 five five is maybe not the best thing you could do with seven mana in Commander. However, I also don't care because that's my favorite card and that's what this format's for. <laughs> and guess what? You know what's going to live through everything? That seven mana vanilla 5-5 five five because nobody's going to waste their time sorts of pleasure <laughs> when they've got like, I don't know, a uh, Grizzlebrand to deal with or... Uh, 
Yeah. Maybe not Grizzlebrand. Razaketh. Yeah, Razaketh yeah, or, uh, I don't know, Ulamog. <laughs> but Shivam, you would have to play a deck with blue in it. <sighs> I'm working up. I'm building up to it. However, I'm trying really hard to build a, a Kiora ramp deck that I've been working on for a million and one years with Thrasios yeah. as a commander. And in that, I think something like Mahamori Jin would work just fine. It's just another big old beef <laughs> ramp target. Five points in the air, still five points in the air. And if you hit him with the right of replication, then that's 25 points in the air. And speaking of big old beef. What we're trying, <laughs> what we're trying to say is thank you for giving us 100 episodes, listeners. Think about how many more stories of Mahamori Jin you'll have now. <laughs> that's right. We were looking at tweaking the show just a little bit. It'll still be distinctly us, but definitely there will be more Mahamodi Jin. So <laughs> apparently a lot more every episode now. Just like Hornet Queen is a friend of the show or a card of the show. How does Look, that work? Look, man, you guys had your pet cards and I have mine. It just happens that my pet cards <laughs> suck. That's the only difference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have this is technically not even out of the intro but it doesn't matter <laughs> the rest of the show listeners is going to follow a different format we have the audio recording from our gp las vegas panel we were fortunate enough by uh, uh our, i guess our new host had something to do with that but we were fortunate enough to have an entire hour up on stage where we talked to a uh, standing room only audience <laughs> of, you know a about Commander, and we did a special Sean's Puzzle Box. We had a few guests in the audience, and we talk about all of that. So, And we can only do that with the assistance of our patrons, of course, and uh, the rest of our listeners. Thank you very much for supporting us all And this a time. very special thanks to the folks of Channel Fireball for giving us a slot at the very last minute at GP Vegas to have a panel that we could then just sit and uh, do what we do in front of all of you. It was absolutely yeah. wonderful to meet all the fans, and we are so eternally grateful for your support and for your listening, and we hope to continue to be the second best Commander podcast there is. <laughs> I think I'm going to bleep the second best. I'll leave second in there, but I'm going to bleep it. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone else can decide whether... Sean and Andy or Josh and Jimmy will be more upset by the statement that we're the <laughs> So our panel, we uh, we planned out a little bit of content. We, we used that to uh, make a very special announcement, didn't we? We'll leave that as a surprise. But we made that announcement right there on the panel and then Sean's puzzle box. So let's listen to that audio now if, uh, if you guys don't mind. And we'll come back in and we're going to introduce the third segment when we're done with that. You ready? Enjoy. Can they hear us? Are the monitors live, Travis? Okay. Mike's on. Hello, CD listeners. We've come Hello. to the point in this album where those listening on cassette or record will have to stand up <laughs> and turn over the record or tape. In fairness to those listeners... I can't wear these. These aren't Beats by Dr. Dre. I'm sponsored. I couldn't hear you. <laughs> we'll have to talk louder. All right, I'll talk louder. Hi. <laughs> We've lost Shiva. We lost Shiva. 
If anyone knows where Shivam Butt is, please send him to the uh, panel. Shivam Butt. Shivam Butt. Excuse me, sir. We're looking for Shivam Butt. No. <laughs> Hello. Can you hear me? Oh, my God. Yeah, they can hear us. Yay. I think we're yeah, good to go. I guess so. All right. <laughs> this is the luck. Hmm? Yeah. Uh, since I'm going to be leaning and talking to you, I'm going to do this. Yeah, I can hear how we can't hear that over the announcement. We're almost ready, folks. We're almost ready. Thank you all for coming. All we need three more patrons before we can begin this show. Three more patrons. That's <laughs> patreon.com slash commanderinmtg. Three more patrons. You need we are to waiting. This, I can see. What? I've been told to stop. We have t-shirts and playmats. No, we don't have t-shirts. Um, all right, so are you guys, you guys ready? We'll just do this? Are you going to be talking into the side of the mic? I'll be talking into any part of the mic I can reach. I know, I know how we should start But this. I want to be able to make eye contact with you guys like we normally do. So the people here that don't know us might think this is very unprofessional, but <laughs> if they listen to the show, they'll know this is very accurate to how it starts normally. We, we call this the cold open, where you just start talking amongst yourselves, yeah. and I, then happen to hit record at some point. And eventually I will say something like, he's Phil DeLuca. Oh yeah, and uh, he's Sean Watson. And I'm Shiva Butt, and this is Commander. This is where the theme music goes. Hey guys. All sing along with yourselves. <laughs> Let's see. So, uh, for those listening at home, today Wait. we are recording in front of a live studio audience of dedicated fans. Dedicated. Hello, everybody. These are the most dedicated fans we've ever seen. Because they actually came to sit and listen, which is amazing. Yeah, at some point, this song, this uh, theme song is going to start playing. Are you going to plug it? it into something so that the poor professionals can hear? Yeah, I mean, I would just hold it up to the microphone. And yeah, you know you need yeah. volume for that. Volume is all the way up. In fact, it blasts. This is awesome. Oh, so it's so, coming through here. This will be terrible. Oh, it's been playing actually. So let's go. This is working great, guys. Okay, I would just like to say, <laughs> hello, colonials from Britain. Yes. Yay. Hello. The queen salutes you. <laughs> um, so those of you who are somewhat familiar with us, we are the Commander and MTG podcast. We're a podcast that's focused on the Commander format. We uh, talk about issues the community wants to hear about or not, really. Yeah, that's true. We will talk about them whether you want to hear it. Yeah. We're going to talk about things. Because if you want real Commander strategy, you listen to Jimmy and Josh. Yeah. If you want casual budget commander, you listen to those wonderful gentlemen of the Commander's Brew. Yeah. But if you want to actually hear what people talk about when they're sitting at the commander table playing some cards, that's what we're here for. So that we can sit and be friends and listen <laughs> to each other babble on. Yeah, we, uh, we consciously made it so that it's, um, even though there, there are three of us on the show and we're all talking as hosts, and especially right now we're, uh, there are the three of us, we always like to make sure make it feel like there's a fourth person and that's you, right? Wherever you're listening, maybe if you're listening together, there's five, but you know, there's four, you and us, and we're all hanging out and we're doing this and it seems to be working. However, there are four topics that we never ever talk about. <laughs> Politics, religion, Hearthstone, and hip hop. Hip hop, absolutely. Yo. <laughs> you might notice that my cohorts here are not necessarily the demographic for any of these 
four topics. What? However, How I love you. talking about religious politics in Hearthstone, so I'm totally going to be taking over here now. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've ever wanted to know about what your paladins are praying to, please talk to me. So we also want to make sure we start this out by um, kind of a surprise. We were supposed to do the banter in the beginning, but we're all very nervous. So we want to announce that Shivam is joining us full-time as the full-time host. Hey. See Yay. that, Shivam? People like you. He, that was really the reason we decided to have this panel here today. Yeah. Because I saw that there was an empty slot between uh, the wonderful the guys of YouTube and the wonderful ladies of Magic the Amateuring. And I was like, you know what? It would take some gumption if I sat and forced my way into this amazing panel and then declared myself a host of this show and took over. So uh, I thank you all for joining me to witness as I assassinate my two co-hosts and take over this brand new show as a solo podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty soon we're just turning the whole thing over to Shivam. So. But first, no. I did want to mention a little <laughs> bit of news. Uh, you guys are all here in GP Vegas. This is the largest yeah, is awesome. Grand Prix of all time. This is literally three stapled together. But what those of you at home might not understand is this is the first true magic convention we have ever had. Yeah. There's an art show right on the other side of this wall here. We're literally doing a panel in front of an audience. That has never happened before in magic. And there's tournaments. There's an artist alley that is literally bigger than some GPs I have been to. Yeah. <laughs> and it is completely insane that our community has gotten to a point that we can finally sit here and actually call it a convention and not just a tournament. Yeah. And, and you know it's a real convention when there's some sort of clay sculpture thing that you can go up to and carve. Yeah, these into. guys right next to us are carving this amazing Amonkhet sculpture out of sand. Yeah. Please give them a round of applause. This thing is incredible. Yeah, Look yeah. at that thing. Yeah. I'm led to believe it's not really a convention until someone drunkenly falls into that. Yes. Please, <laughs> please let that not be us. Is it made of sand? Yeah, it's sand. That is wow. What else is it going to be made out of, Phil? Well, I mean, if this was Kaladesh, they would probably made it out of, like, gears and poor Indian people. Ladies and gentlemen, Gerald Steer. He's hi, here. Gerald. Yeah, hi, Gerald. Uh, can I just say uh, so, a very quick thank you from myself? Um, a lot of you know I did a GoFundMe to get me here all the way from merry old England. And Indeed. a lot of you sitting there right now put a lot of your own money into getting me here. And um, thank you. Like, uh, you've given me the opportunity of a lifetime. And uh, I'm not going to cry. Stiff upper lip, old boy, and all that stuff. But, um, <laughs> yeah, just thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'll sign anything. I'll do anything for a dollar, as you know. Um, but this weekend, I'll waiver the dollar charge. Yeah, that was really amazing. Um, to, Sean wasn't the only one who got emotional and um, sort of overcome. And I'm kind of getting verklempt right now. Talk amongst yourselves. No, but this is the most ridiculous thing we've ever done. This yeah. is incredible for like the second most popular commander podcast to be able to sit here and actually have a panel that is so cool you have no idea how exciting it is to be on this side of the stage um however though nobody wants to sit here and listen to us talk about ourselves but we want to also one more group we want to thank the patroni several yes. of whom are here in the audience so if you're a, a patroni please thank you this is we are very we grateful. We are deeply grateful that you give us the opportunity to do what we want to do yeah. and tell a great story and yeah. play some cool cards. You've enabled us to steal these microphones right after the panel. That's great. Thank you. Um, no, we're going to be stealing these. Now, 
And special thanks to Travis in the back who is going to ignore what we just said and pretend that it wasn't actually <laughs> happening. Now, no um, episode of Commander in would be complete. Oh. Well, quite a lot of them would be complete without it, but we've not done one for a while, so I think we should have a watch list. Yes. Oh. The watch list. Yes. And, uh, yeah, this isn't happening. <laughs> Phil's trying to play music for his phone. Let's try that again. The watch list is the segment where we talk about cards that really, really wreck your commander experience. Cards that really ought to be banned. And if they're not banned, we should really be paying attention to banning them. Yes. So cards that are on the watch list have uh, varied from rubbish cards like Consecrated Sphinx and uh, Deadeye Navigator, going all the way through to truly overpowered green cards yes. like Terastodon. Boo, Terastodon. I love Terastodon. <laughs> well, whatever you're into, Shivan, that's up to you. But um, today's watch this card, and it's, I think it's a long time coming. Uh, well, <laughs> would one of you like to describe it? What card are we talking about today? Shivam, it's your first time. Well, this card is a card that when you play it, you either get to punch somebody in the face or punch somebody in the other face. You mean the this crotch? A card from Conspiracy where you give people a choice. And this choice is, do I win now? <laughs> Or do I win now? <laughs> or in Where, one of my later turns. Rather, should I win with my things, or should I win with all of yours? Yeah. We're talking, of course, of expropriate. Mm. The most disgusting card out of Conspiracy Take the Crown. Just when you thought Leovold being banned was going to clear up your Commander Knights, now he's on the art of another card. Ah, yes. The <laughs> seven and two blue sorcery which reads, starting with you, each player votes for time or money. For each time vote, take an extra turn after this one. And for each money vote, choose a permanent owned by that voter and gain control of it. Thanks, guys. And then exile, expropriate. You wouldn't want to abuse this oh, yeah. card. No, exile. it's unabusable um, yeah, I mean, because of that. <laughs> so why, why would you want to cast Time Stretch or Blatant Thievery when you can cast both for less? Perfectly I mean, fair to me. Blatant stretch? Was that what you called it? Uh, blatant stretch, yes. Yeah. Um, Look, I know you spent all that time and effort getting Rafiq all suited up with both swords, an Eldrazi conscription, and 35 other things. How about I just borrow him for a minute? You won't mind, right? Just a minute. Are you going to give him back, right? Uh, after the game. So It's not going to take that much longer. Well, after he sacrifices it. <laughs> no. Remember, you've to kill the Homeward Paths first. So, come on. Why should this card be banned? Because we like to play Commander. I don't want to watch you play Commander. I want to play Commander. We should all get a turn. You shouldn't take all of the turns. Because let's be real, you're always going to give him an extra turn because you don't want to give him your best card. Now, see, you shouldn't give them an extra turn. You should always give them a permanent. Unless you're playing a Voltron deck and for some reason you haven't got Hexproof. Oh, no, hang on, it doesn't target, does it? There I am, getting cards <laughs> wrong, even on a live panel. Yeah. So that, um, that true name nemesis you got sitting right there with their name on it and all of your equipment that's about to swing in for lethal. And hey, guess what? It doesn't say you get to choose what you give them. It says 
the caster of the spell gets to choose what they take from you. And it does not target. So Hexproof's not going to save you. Shroud's not going to save Protection you. Protection from target player is not going to save you. Nothing at all. Um, so how do you stop it? I cast an expropriate. What are you doing other than crying? I'm going to ask you to leave my table. <laughs> so let's say you can't do that because uh, you're chained there. and walk away. <laughs> well, I mean, really, the, thing, the only thing you can really do with expropriate is hope that you have enough stuff in your hand to be able to survive the next two turns where they're punching you in the face with your Eldrazi conscription. Yeah, you really just have to give them the permanent and take the hit. Wow. Oh, we have water. Oh, my goodness. Coffee. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Andy and Sean from the Commander's Brew podcast. We're talking about islands, and they gave me some water. Ah, wow. Caffeine. (laughs) You guys are awesome. There's your extra turns right there, Sean. I I, I normally try and defend the cards on the watch list. Um, This card is garbage. But this card is not garbage. Um, (laughs) I I actually can't defend this one. I think if they banned this, it would be fine. But they've not banned Blatant Thievery because it's not that good. I mean, I guess the real defense is the fact that this does take seven and two blue to cast. Blue is not exactly a rampy color. Yeah. I mean, mean, you would never pair blue with a rampy color. And you're never actually going to pay the cost on this because... Like, Mizzix is just going to play it for free. Cynic <laughs> players. All of you out there, you know who you are. Look at yourselves. You know, I would, we, we didn't talk about this, but I'd, I'd actually like to open it up and see if anybody in the audience has a fun story or any kind of story about Expropriate, where they abused it. People even play this card? Don't you just feel bad Uh-oh. playing it in okay. your deck? Oh, oh, we got someone. Yeah. Now, Gerald, Gerald, no swearing. No, I won't. And I, I don't even like playing blue, but I was playing my son's Mizzix deck and wasn't paying attention, did a bounce land on turn two and had to discard a card and noticed I had Expropriate and Mizzix's Mastery in my hand. So, <laughs> that is inhuman. <laughs> yeah, playing it on turn three was pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, God. That is not right at all, dude. That and nobody not... gave me their lands. They gave me all the turns. <laughs> Fools. Really Fools. That early. <laughs> All right, so uh, Mizzix again, but uh, this time Eye of the Storm. Feed uh, expropriate under Eye of the Storm. You take all the turns and keep repeating forever. It's nice. disgusting. What? So, so you cast Eye of the Storm, then you cast expropriate. It goes under Eye of the Storm. Every time you cast a spell, you get to cast expropriate again. Over <laughs> and over and over. You're a terrible human being. Wow. <laughs> what I'm hearing is that Mizzix should be banned. Yeah, right? I'm like, I, I think I, you picked I the wrong the card, man. Me. It's here. And by the way, he said his son plays with blue cards. No, it's him. <laughs> I'm going to cast it <laughs> with Epic Experiment and Reverberate one day. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it might be today. <laughs> You are also a bad person. What is the? I thought we had good people in the audience. What are the yeah. Patroni you have stuck us with? Uh-oh, uh-oh. We're all terrible human beings, a lot of them. Someone uh, give that man a hand. Can somebody help Jack, please, with the, the microphone? Good. Because some of our uh, commander players aren't six foot tall. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Right? I am right. It yeah. is terrible. Anyways, I was playing Mizzic, I believe, and... Mizzix. Can you walk a little closer to the microphone? Yep. There we go. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was playing Mizzix, and I actually had an expropriate in hand, and 
I believe I had seven uh, experience oh, yeah. counters uh, on Mizzix. So, well, on me, actually. Because yeah. Yeah. That's how experience counters That's works. a lot of experience counters. That's a lot. I actually ended up playing it for two blue oh. and uh, reverberating it, but oh. the actual reverberate ended up getting countered. Good. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, because then I would have lost my reputation of actually being nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it years ago. Embrace the hate. But I think the real problem card is Mizzix. Nobody has fun playing against Mizzix. Um, just a piece of advice. If you don't want to pay those two blue, Omniscient. Yeah? <laughs> Sadly, I don't have that card. Oh, no, yet. I, I believe that is wonderfully you don't have that and card. Christmas is coming. I actually took that deck down. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, but it's. I'm playing it in a different deck, Joyra. So. Ah, <laughs> nice one, Joy. Well, at some point, Jack, you can take your tournament winnings and uh, purchase all the cards you need. Maybe. Future uh, <laughs> Hall of Famer here, everyone. By the yeah. way. Yeah. No joke. Yeah. No. Oh. Uh, all right. So, I think that concludes the watch list, and um, all I'm hearing is banned Mizzix. Yep. Right, cool. Fair. We're all conceded. Next time Sheldon's on, we will be sure and let him know to ban Mizzix. So, given that we uh, really only have a limited amount of time here, we decided to do something reasonably special, right? And definitely audience participation. Yes. So, the keen-eyed amongst you might notice this hallowed artifact in front of me is, in huh. fact, Sean's puzzle box. Ooh. What's it's your pleasure, pleasure, Mr. Cotton? The box. And we're going to play Sean's Puzzle Box, so we need an audience champion to be represent representative of all of you lot so we can embarrass Phil as a whole. <laughs> um, so what we were going to say is the first person who can whip a cultivate out of their packs can be the audience representative. Go! <laughs> we just picked the card we knew everyone here would have. Yeah. I don't think no I'm cultivates. All right, what? first person to put their hand up. Or Jack. <laughs> oh, you're going to make me face Jack? You're out of your mind. <laughs> okay, look, we're going to have e one person will get one uh, artifact chance, and then yeah. we'll go through. Uh, we'll go through, actually. We'll go we'll one at a time. We're so, at multiple rounds. Don't worry. You know, the difference now is you win the artifact if you get well, after you've done we, your round. We I've actually got them have here. I went to a store and bought some quality, quality artifacts. You're going to love these. All the black lotuses, but I, they may have gone missing. So it's just whatever. Blacker here. lotuses. <laughs> we actually have a pretty good opportunity here because we have two people in the audience who are undefeated at Puzzle Box. We do, actually. Um, Mr. If, if they will accept the challenge, I think having them uh, come up and face me as well, one of them would have to use the guest mic over there. Yeah, so... Who? But first, <laughs> let's bring Jack right, up since he stuck his hand up first. We have everybody a round of applause for the young man. Yeah, for Jack. Right, those of you that don't know, the puzzle box is I'm going to generate a random artifact from the mystical uh, box. And you can buy, you have 10 points in the bank, and you can buy information about the artifact. Listen carefully, because I get this wrong and change the points values every time we do this. But I've got it written down. It's four points for the card's flavor text. Two points for the set and rarity of the card, two points for the converted mana cost of the card, and one point to find out if it's a creature. And if it is a creature, you get its power and toughness. I'll go over that again if people need, but you know, it's there. So, 
I'm going to open the puzzle box. Yeah. No and, peeking. Uh, let's assume we hear a sound effect there. If chains and hooks shoot out of this thing and drag me in, um, tell my wife I loved it. There's a sound effect player. Right. Yay. Are we starting with Jack? Yes. What information would you like to buy first? I would like to buy... The rules text. The rules text for four points. Okay, whenever this creature attacks, put an attacking twin artifact creature token onto the play, into play, and its power is equal to this card's power. God, it's hard, you have to edit the name of the card out. Um, and it's equal to its toughness as well. Sacrifice that token at the end of combat. So whenever it attacks, you get a copy of it effectively. Two guys in the audience already know this. <laughs> uh, if you don't have a guess, you can buy another... You can buy in more points. Buy more information. Info, yeah. I can't say Blade of Cells because that just gives it myriad, but... Um, <sighs> Gonna have to hurry you along, sir. You're going to pass? You're going to pass? It will go to Shivam. Shivam? Okay, uh, let's see. We got the rules text. I would like to buy the... Oh, you don't get to buy. You get the information he had for a point. What's the rules text? The rules text. When this creature attacks, put an attacking twin artifact creature token into play. Its power is equal to this creature's power, and its toughness is also equal to this creature's toughness. I don't know why that doesn't just... Yeah, I'll ask the developers one day. If only we had a card designer here. It's an, it may be an old <laughs> card, too. Um, and then sacrifice that token at the end of combat. It's, it's, it's like Stang or something? No, that's a legend. Uh, also not yeah, an I artifact. Have, I have no idea. I'll be clear. <laughs> I don't know. It is anyone? Gemini Engine. No oh. points to that man. What set is that from? Well, uh, this I'll, is his Gemini Engine now, isn't it? this Gemini Engine. <laughs> Right, Shivam, your turn. Uh, ooh, open the box. Yeah, let's open the box. Okay, the box is open. We have the artifact. Okay, I want to know. <laughs> Man, that box is like. It's delayed. got a delay. It's got a very yeah, squeaky a hinge. <laughs> it's a very hard to open box. Give me the rules text, please. Okay, for four points, the rules text, Mr. Butts. At the end of your turn, target opponent gains control of this artifact and puts a charge counter on it. And at the beginning of your upkeep, this artifact deals damage to you oh. equal to the number of charge counters on it. And for three generic mana, you may put a charge counter on this artifact or remove one from it. Dang, I know this card, too, because it's irritating as heck. Um, <laughs> it is irritating. Can I have the... The set it was in? It is Mirrodin, and it's a rare. Ooh. A rare from Mirrodin. That's it's pretty like, good. God, it's... I can even see the picture in my head, and it's like... I was looking at this card yesterday because it's so dumb. <laughs> um, Ready to steal. All right, Mr. Announcer Man. Uh, I, I will pass. He's passing. Well, we'll go to Phil. I, you know... I have no idea. <laughs> Mr. Ben Fogarty representing the audience. I'm only 50-50 on this. Is it Jinx Choker? It is Jinx Choker. That's, That's Christ, Ben. Nil, nil. 
Ben. <laughs> Feel free to come up and claim your prize, gents. Right. The puzzle box for Phil, Mr. Afterwards. Phil DeLuca is being opened. Just assume that you can hear that sound effect right now. Okay. Phil. There it is. What information would you like to buy? Uh, He's excellent at this. Uh, yes, this is my <laughs> speciality. All right, I need the, uh, the, I need the um, rules text. Okay, this is a defender. When this card enters the battlefield, an opponent gains control of it. Oh. And at the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent gains a 1-1 white soldier creature token. Even I can answer this one. And it is? The Acroan horse. It is a Acroan horse. It's Phil DeLuca takes the lead for the first time ever. Also, I love this card. Phil gets a free Acroan horse. Isn't this is lucky? my very first time. You can frame it and hang it on your wall, buddy. Phil's winning right now? Yeah, Phil this is, is winning. This is the sign of the un oncoming apocalypse. Run for the hills. <laughs> okay. I'm, right, I'm writing the rounds. score down. Because so audience, you need to do well on this. I mean, you, you've got two points, but last champion for the audience. Come up, whoever shouted that. It really has Come to on, be. Come on, Mr. Burgess. Hand for Nate See, Burgess, everyone. Yay. We need to have a Nate Ben uh, puzzle box off. <laughs> yeah, Nate and Ben, that would would be here all day. We'll maximum put points. Ethan in there too, and have like Nate has once got it just off the CMC of the card. Everybody, I remember Which is it well. absurd, by the way. Like okay. completely absurd. We have the artifact. I've got to make sure these two. Thieves next to me don't see what it says. You could literally show me the card and I wouldn't know the card. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Burgess, what information would you like to buy? Rules text. Rules text. Okay. Modular hyphen sunburst. That's it. He's thinking. He's thinking. Now, some of you might be thinking that's not enough for him to get this. You would be wrong. <laughs> you would be wrong. Modular sunburst. Modular hyphen sunburst. Sean reads the card to remind himself what something arc bound. Mm, no clues from me. <laughs> But I'll guess Solarion. Incorrect. Ooh. So, would you like to try and steal Mr. Bots? Let's see. Is that Arcbound Ravager, Arcbound Light? Arcbound Mar Marauder? No. No, I have to take your first answer. It is not Arcbound Marauder. Phil? Uh. Uh. I'm looking at Ben just for no reason at all. <laughs> Let me just think really hard. He said Homeland oh, Path? I think, he said, path. I think he said Arcbound Fireman. Arcbound Fireman? No, it's Arcbound Wanderer. No points on that round, which means as we go into the final round, Phil is still winning. This is unbelievable. <laughs> Come on, guys. This cannot happen. This one's going back into the box. <laughs> this actually cannot happen. Okay. Mr. Butt. Box is being opened. Okay. <laughs> we have the card. Okay, give me the rules text. The rules text. One generic manner. Flip a coin. 
<laughs> Good start. If you win the flip, add two colors mana to your mana pool. Play this ability only any time you could play an instant. Wait, what? Oh, uh, that's a good card. <laughs> no, that's I think actually terrible. Mr. Ethan Fleischer knows it. <laughs> the smile on his face. Uh, the rest of Crack's hand. No. Phil? Good lord. What was the rules text again? It was flip a coin. If you win the flip, add two col uh, generic, not colorless, mana to. Oh, no, it would be uh, colorless mana to your mana pool. Play this ability. Only any time you could play an instant. <laughs> this is the worst card ever, man. Uh, uh, I, Crocs. <laughs> I'm going to say no already, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I would like Mr. Ethan Fleischer, oh, to come Hello, down Ethan. and have a crack at this one. <laughs> Oh, this card is clearly Mana Screw. It is Mana Screw. <laughs> Point for the audience. Yay. <laughs> there is your own Mana Screw, sir. But you didn't think we were going to do silver bordered cards, did you? Oh. All right, guys. Okay. That's the most athleticism. The last one. Phil gets a go. I mean, Phil has one, but we'll go over that dilemma in a second. Phil. Yeah. Boxes open. Yeah. The artifact yeah. is here. What would you like? Um. Man, isn't Mana Screw an uncard? It is an uncard. I did say How from the, the history of Mana. Uncard. Nobody <laughs> un likes uncard. If un know. I mean, they don't print unsets anymore, do they? So we're never going to see right. the like of it again. Oh hey, what's that? Congratulations, Mark Rothschild. Your yeah. dream has finally yeah. come true. <laughs> Mark's Christmas well, present. Came these are early. artifacts from all of Magic's history, right? This is from all of Magic's history. Right. What information would you like, Phil? Um, I would like the rules text because I have no chance otherwise. Pay four generic mana. Yeah. Tap this card. Yeah. Draw a card. Oh my no. God, that's not fair at all. That that is a card I have, to my shame, actually used. But it was like 22 years ago. You used that in Commander, right? Yeah. And I'm going to pronounce it correctly. Yes. JMD Tome. It is JMD Tome. Yay. <laughs> so, it's a foil JMD Tome. This has well. never happened. Phil, take this. It's a foil. It's a foil JMD tome in a, yeah, know, a foil JMD tome in a bulk rare box. Who'd have thunk it? Right. So the, the <laughs> Look, score. Man, when you're a Boros player, you draw where you can draw. Okay? The scores coming in in last place with zero points. Oh no, Shivan Butt. Look, dude. Now I just playing, got here. Okay. Now playing Phil DeLuca on the podcast. Shivan Butt. In second place with <laughs> three points. Pretty unbelievable. The audience. And in first place with this 12, Philip DeLuca. How? Well, how did this happen? We owe him at least a round of applause. Yay. I, I have played each of these cards once. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, after the last one where it brought Corpse Cur up for you, an Infect Phyrexian sure. card, it's probably <laughs> being nice to you this yeah, time. Yeah, thank you, Puzzle Box. So, on that note, I think that's going to conclude this episode. We're going to try and put this audio out on our 100th episode that's coming up soon. So, um, well, we do. We do have eight minutes left. We have eight minutes yeah, left before they chase us out and clean us up for the uh, MTA oh, cast, some. which most people. Oh, are here does for. anyone want to ask us any questions as we have eight minutes Let's left? Let's get some audience participation up in. All right, guys. Um, question. Introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Rich. Um, Love what you guys do. Hey. Uh, so do we. <laughs> no, that's good. I don't. Um, if you could take any card that's a non-legendary creature, like any 
kind of effect or whatever and make, put it on a legendary creature, what would you do? And Dude, what colors what? would you want it to be? Hmm. Kajaldran Outpost. <laughs> I would want Kajaldran Outpost to be a legendary soldier creature that makes more legendary, uh, makes more soldier creatures. I presume Have you spoken with Counselor? He would be known as the, the last son of Kajaldor. He runs from plane to plane. I may or may not have written a 4,000 word fan fiction about this character. <laughs> he may or may not be my OC. Please do not steal. Shiva, I'm, so I'm just saying Kajaldran Outpost is the best card in magic and I will refuse to hear any otherwise. He's trying to advertise his slash fiction again, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where can they find that uh, fiction? Yeah. In my dream. Um, <laughs> I personally would go for... I, I can't create a new card because that's not the question you asked. I would go for Maelstrom Angel because it's <laughs> awesome and it's a Wooberg card I would play. And it kicks ass. And those of you that don't know what that does, go read it. I don't have it in front of me, but yeah. Gives everything cascade effect. Yeah. Oh, mine would be um, uh, uh, something like Stomphoven, the Terastodontist. <laughs> Legendary Terastodon. Oh, what? My, my answer is totally wrong. Gary, I would have. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine recurring Gary from your command zone over and over again? That is not right at all. Good question. Good question. Uh, anyone else? First to the mic gets a question. Oh. Hey, Jack's coming up. Yay. Hey, and watch Jack. out, Jack will kick you in the shins if you get and in the way. This will be our final. Our final? 444. Yeah, well, we got six minutes. All right, Six go minutes. Quick one, Jack, go. Um, I'm hoping to be a YouTuber someday soon. Yeah. And I just want, like, Budget mic recommendations? Good question. Budget recommendations? If only there were some podcasters who we could budget answer mic. any questions well, about budget. So here's stuff. the thing. Microphone. The best thing is if you're doing a budget, if you're starting out and you want to do YouTube video, any headset mic will do really good to start, but that's not a good place if you want to go and actually go on from there. You'd probably want to get something like a Yeti, a Snowball, or the Yeti Blue, that's what pretty much blue. everybody uses. It's I, not necessarily budget, but I, it is definitely the best. Um, the budget mic I well, used, and sound, this is still the mic I use on the show, and it was like $60, was the Samsung Meteor. Samsung yeah, Meteor the Samsung USB Meteor light. is pretty it good. It looks cool as well. looks like a spaceship. It does look yeah. really, really cool. And uh, so you use the Meteor, you use the Snowball Shivam, right? Yes. The Yeti Snowball. Those are both about, uh, what, 60 bucks, 80 bucks, somewhere in there. And then I use a Yeti Pro, uh, not a Yeti Pro, yeah, uh, the Blue Yeti, yeah, and a Rode NT USB. Uh, and the Rode NT USB was recommended by Jimmy Wong, and I've been using the Yeti since. So you can look at spending about uh, anywhere between sixty and one hundred and twenty dollars for your microphone, and that's the first and best thing you can invest in, because ultimately your listeners don't deserve to hear all of the static and the pops and the scratching and stuff like that. The stuff you'll actually hear on this one because we don't have the, all the equipment on it. I mean, if you're doing an audio form or even a video form, the main thing is if your audience can't hear you, yeah. then they're don't not going to give you. you your time, right? Yeah. And you want to respect your audience, so get good equipment. Good yeah, question, they, though. One last that's quick a great magic question. question from anyone. Yeah, and, oh, and Jack, we are going to cover that eventually on an episode. Like, we'll do a full-length episode on how to podcast. Sorry for spoiling it. 
Spoilers don't No, it's do okay. Oh, you're not spoiling You're teasing anything. it, sir. Teasing. Mr. Steer. Yeah, Mr. Right. If you could unban one card, what would it be? Profit Leovold. <laughs> you guys are evil. Um, I've said my answer on the show before. I would unban, bearing in mind, Protein Hulk just got unbanned. I think that is justification for why Gifts Ungiven should be unbanned. Look at all the nods. I would ah. unban Primetime. I love Primetime. I want Land Ramp all day long. That's Look, all. My clone deck loves your Primetime too. <laughs> right you, of replication out of Primetime? Sure. Yeah. If you abrogate all responsibilities as a member of a rules committee, you unban Primetime. Primetime is fun. Yeah. It is fun. I mean, that's the bottom line, right? You want to play fun cards. Uh, Mr. DeLuca? Well, if we're breaking the format, I would just do Prophet Acrufix, like I said. I miss her so much. So much. I was so sad. I got a foily Prophet Acrufix right oh. before they banned it. Man, I... Saltiest day. I went to Japan right before the banning, and I bought a bunch of foil Prophets of Acrufix. So if anybody wants a Japanese Prophet, come see me. Uh, you mean a deficit of Acrufix? <laughs> so thank you for coming guys like genuinely all you being here I'm really humbled by anyone yeah. who would listen to us um, and, and even those of you that have just straggled along to get good seats for the MTA cast panel hi thanks for listening for the and next four minutes so yes. we have uh, we have some thanks of course at the end of the show uh, we want to thank Mr. Nate Burgess who's sitting right there who is now big the big round of applause for Nate everyone the world famous podcaster, anchor, whatever it is, host, that's the word I'm looking for, of Commander Time. The yeah, go YouTube check out podcast. Commander Time on YouTube and we can download it as well, I yeah. presume. Yep. Uh, funny songs, good content, uh, and I liked episode two, which was about how to beat green. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so thank you, Nate, for the theme song and all the other songs. All the uh, other stuff you've done yeah. for us, my friend. Kelly and Mr. Picto for the logo, of course, and then Tech Wizzes, Jesse and Graham, and of course... Justin for his server space. And this time, we want to thank Travis and the crew who are backstage and set it up so that we could record this very audio stream right now and publish it later. It was an incredible technical challenge to get all this to work. We'd also like to thank Channel Fireball for giving us a slot yeah. at the, the very last minute to be able to have a panel. And to all of you guys just sitting here and listening to us for an hour just as droning. we do all of the stuff that would be edited out of a normal podcast. <laughs> and we didn't swear <laughs> once. Um, and God, as a treat, no idea how hard that is. I'd, I'd like you all to shout out to take us out. Oh, yeah. So after three, one, two, three. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Thank Enjoy you, everyone. Thank you so coming. much for coming. If anyone wants the remainder of the contents of the puzzle box, <laughs> just come ask. You there are some the choice trash. cards in there. They were chosen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you've just listened to that, listeners, and you think, wow, that sounds like they had of just a few hours to prepare uh, what is a convention panel <laughs> show <laughs> and they hastily cobbled it together because they only found out they were doing it shortly before it was on well done you are right look man <laughs> yes, you i know got your commander you in. the rest of it's on you <laughs> yeah and and in all fairness we did know monday sean and it was uh what was it it was thursday that we had to record <laughs> well i mean we didn't find out officially until like wednesday that we actually yeah. had a time slot. 
Uh, but the, here's the thing, though. It's just, it was so much fun to record in person with these guys, to sit down and just like, once we got rolling, it was just so much fun. It felt natural. And it was like, it, it gave me the feeling that, yeah, this is what we should be doing. This is a good time. And um, you guys also get to hear what it sounds like when we're actually ramping up to a podcast, which is to say yeah. <laughs> lots of slow, false starts and just kind of like, uh... And that's what a your Patreon money does to people to edit all that out. <laughs> Cutting it all away. So How many people yep. <laughs> only listen to our show occasionally, sat down in that panel and thought, Who? Nate is way more Asian than I thought he was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm yeah. super grateful to Nate to coming and taking part in the panel as well. It was super cool to see him there. Um, yeah. and also to, uh, all our special guests, it was wonderful. all of the other special guests who just randomly popped in. It was quite a treat. And next year when we do this again, we will definitely be more prepared, <laughs> but it was awesome. You know, it's like, yeah. look, what, so, the way I figured is that sometimes you have the opportunity to do something super cool and that's right. when it comes up, you take it and then think about it. It's like, say that's yes right. first and then deal with what did you actually say yes to? like, you know what? Sometimes you just need to sort the plowshare of that Gabsan Ogre before he hits you for two. And uh, <laughs> you do it. And then you win the game. Or you don't. Yeah. But it's a cool story later. I was uh, actually very worried for Ethan when I saw him charge the stage. And I didn't think he would do it. But when he started the jump up onto the stage, I was like, we have just killed Ethan Fletcher. And he is so tall. He didn't even need to jump yeah. on the stage. He could have literally just lifted his foot and been But he there. did. <laughs> and then he danced all the way back to his seat. It was amazing. Interesting yeah, fact. That was great. The body study for the card, The Locust God, was loosely based on Ethan Fleischer. <laughs> tall, long of limb. Was it? Looks like he could <laughs> bound over a city's walls in a single leap. <laughs> oh man wow well our last segment is actually a compilation of a bunch of different audio and in truth we're still receiving it as we record this right now um we have a deck testing group online or uh hopefully still do now that Woogerworks has been shut down but we have a deck testing group online and one of the newer members jeremiah smead has he a long time ago? I don't. If he, I think he remembers now because we reminded him. But a long time ago, he was like, "You guys should do a sickest play episode where you talk about the sickest EDH play you did you, you've ever done, right?" And those are the stories where just something absolutely incredible has happened. And we asked our patrons and some friends of the show to contribute a, a very short segment, a very short recording of their sickest EDH play. So, guys, let's start it off so that people know what to expect, and then we are just going to play all of the audio we've received. My sickest play comes from GP Las Vegas, where <laughs> we were playing a, I think it's a Kingdoms uh, variant, right, where somebody is the king and everybody knows who's a, who, who that is, but there are five other players and two of them are assassins who, who win if everybody else dies. Two are um, bandits who win if they're the only two so left alive. So you're playing and then Bang with Magic? You're playing Bang and you're playing um, uh, Resistance and I think Werewolf variants like this. And so, and then the the fifth 
other hidden person is the knight who wins if the king survives, right? If the king and the knight survive. And the king, of course, uh, wins if the king survives. So everybody else, and sorry, if the king and the knight survive. So they have basically the same victory condition, except one of them is known. And so I drew uh, as my card, and some um, the guy I was playing next to, and I, I think his name is Josh, I'm sorry, but the guy I was playing next to had these uh, special token cards that were created just for this. And so he distributed them. We all look at them. They're distributed face down. If you're the king, you have to reveal it. And he was the king, so he's sitting next to me. And I peek, I'm the assassin. So I managed to get Rith out and do in one turn... 1,720 <laughs> points <What>? of damage <laughs> to the entire table. Like Each person got their share of that, their 43-point their uh, share of that. <laughs> and it was because I had six saprolings after attacking with Rith. I laid low. I cast the parallel lives after that. Then I attacked with Rith again, and I put 17, no, 34 saprolings into play. Now I had 40 saprolings. Somebody wheeled. I got a Crater Hoof Behemoth. And they had two cards out, City of Solitude and um, uh, Dosan, that prevented people from playing effects or spells on their turn. And so on my turn, uh, sorry, not on their turn, on anybody else's turn. And so on my turn, I just, without fear of any rebuke whatsoever, just played the Crater Hoof Behemoth. All my creatures got 43, plus 43, sorry, plus 42, 42. And then I attacked it. Jesus. <laughs> and I killed everybody and I won the game because I was the assassin. That was my job. Hee <laughs> <laughs> hee. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was glorious. It was it was spectacular. I've never had a turn like that with uh, with Rith, and of course I get it when I'm supposed to, which was just wonderful. That's pretty sick. That is pretty sick. <laughs> so, so Shiva. Okay, so my biggest uh, sickest play in EDH happened at uh, GP San Jose this past year, 2017, uh, where it was I was playing my Grim Grin deck against a mono blue control deck of some kind with uh, like Una or some fairies or something. And then I was playing against a third deck that was also some kind of stall deck. And I managed to ultimate Liliana to get the uh, token, uh, the emblem that lets you double the amount of zombies you have in play. And I also had Endless Ranks of the Dead in play. And I also had um, basically this just gigantic horde of like zombies just sitting there waiting to go off. And then, you know, one guy does a mass cyclonic rift to get rid of all my zombies. So I start over again and I build back mm-hmm. up to something like 812 zombies. And then another person, oh. Wrath of Gods, to wipe my board again. And then I build up back again to like 800 zombies. And slowly but steadily, oh in basically the greatest kind of horror movie way, I just wore these guys down to nothing. And then finally, <laughs> I'm just like, you know, grinding and grinding and grinding. And just, it, there's just something about inexorably doubling the amount of zombies you have every turn and then doubling that again. And then just sitting there and going, well, there are something like 200,000 zombies on this table right now. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> and they're like, well, and I'm like, here's what you're going to do. I'm going to make Grim Grin unblockable and then feed him 200,000 zombies. <laughs> and that is going to be the end of the story. 
And he just went and goes, oh, no. And I'm like, and it was the great, like, I used all of the zombie tokens I had, all the zombie tokens the other guys had. We were just like big old pile of zombies. It was the most amazing, ridiculous thing. I had Rooftop Storm in play with the little combos to just get infinite, <laughs> like, like, tokens and plus ones and plus ones. And it was just like, how about some more zombies? I thought you liked zombies. Oh, did somebody say they wanted more zombies? <laughs> How about a helping of zombies? <laughs> and it just zombies? it just kept getting bigger, and I was just waiting for somebody to like. And the fact that they obliterated me like three times in three turns, and I still managed to go off, and at the end of the game, still had like quadruple digits worth of zombies in play, was just absurd. And by the end of it, I mean ah. that game was a grinder. It took maybe two and a half hours or something. It started out with six players and then it was down to like the three of us. But man, it was one of the best EDH games I've ever played. Even the guys who <laughs> lost were just like only losing by a hair. So it didn't feel like I'd like obliterate them, but it was just slow moving, inexorable death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, That's Oh cool. man, I loved it. <laughs> I love playing <laughs> against people that run masses of zombies because nearly every deck I run has a massacre worm in it. Yeah, I'm gonna get you. Yeah, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> massacre worm is great. <laughs> oh, great card. Should I tell mine? Mine is a variant of, I guess, a story I've probably told on the show before. But someone built a deck specifically designed to annoy me at my LGS, and it wasn't Phil with a land destruction deck, unbelievably. <laughs> but it was a it was a lands a sort of animator lands deck and they had this turn using amulet of vigor where they ramped for i think 30 cards and it was around turn seven of the game they managed to you know boundless realms and everything came in untapped and then did a massive um attempt not attempt uh journey of discovery and then attempt of vengeance no but not vengeance what's the tempt that gets you land tempt with tempt with discovery Discovery, yeah. I'm thinking of, what's the Journey one called then? Where you, everyone, anyway, those two green spells that were reprinted. Anyway, with the tempt, the guy misses me going and getting my Urborg. He He's the first player on my left. The turn resolves, and I'm just like, well, how many lands you guys? I got 36. Every land out of my deck, a big old smile on his face. I'm like, cool. Karma, past turn. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's not right at all. <laughs> and, um, yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, that's the, great. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just love karma and every time I resolve it, but that was the best time I ever resolved it. Just, bye. <laughs> Adios, amigo. Um, yeah, it was, it was. <coughs> glorious glorious it was the my favorite time of resolving my favorite <laughs> way that i've never seen anyone else use other than me to kill um yeah that's pretty uh pretty inventive there yep um using karma karma speaking of rubbish <laughs> cards from alpha like we were at the right. beginning of this episode <laughs> that is that is so dumb dude like i just feel like I mean, that's like one of those amazing groan test cards, right? Like, you're like, what do you mean you just killed me with karma? Really? 
with my lands. <laughs> and someone will go... How dare you? Yeah. Someone will go, oh, I'll destroy the uh, the uh, the Erborg tomb of Jorgmoth. But it's really hard to exile a land. And the Ailey deck can bring any permanent back from the graveyard over and over again. So... <laughs> um, That's awesome. All right, let's uh, let's start listening to our guests and our listeners, uh, and then we'll come back and say thanks and bye. So uh, here they are. Patron, Andy Bentelay. Okay, I was playing my Atraxas Super Friends. I know, get the groans out of the way now. Uh, it was turn five. I had played out a few mana rocks, a few mana dorks. Uh, and I had Jace Menor, Memory Adept out, Garuk Apex Predator, Doubling Season, the Chain Veil, played a Deep Glow Skate, I had Oath of Nyssa, Oath of Ajani, Oath of Gideon, and Paradox Envy. And what this allowed me to do was go off with the Paradox Engine and uh, play a Hangerback Walker for 79 with a Warstorm Surge out. So I 79 one of my opponents, then sacrificed the Hangerback Walker to Garuk, gained 79 life, and dealt 79 damage to my other opponent. It was great. Patron David Mitchell. I first started playing when Origins came out and created a blue-black fun stuff deck with Dragonlord Salamgar as my commander. I knew about Demonic Pact and wanted to put it into my deck, but at the time I didn't see a way I could play it without dying after four turns. Then I discovered a card called Daring Thief, which, if you don't know, says when Daring Thief untaps, exchange control of permanents that share a type. I immediately bought one, put it into my deck, and waited. It was about a month later when I was finally able to play it. After my upkeep, the pact had one option left, so I cast Daring Thief and waited. Nobody countered it because they thought I was dead anyways on my next turn. I waited until my target was about to begin his turn and cast Dream, Dream's Grip, paying the entwine cost, which if you don't know, uh, says tap or untap target permanent, and if you pay the entwine cost, do it again. So I targeted Daring Thief both times, gave my pact to the Oloro player who had way too much life, who in turn died immediately as soon as his upkeep began. What is up, Commander and crew? My name is Jeff Marshall, recent patron. Uh, let me tell you about the sickest game I've ever played with my mono blue sea creature tribal deck. My opening hand consisted of two islands, Soul Ring, Whisper Silk Cloak, Sapphire Medallion, Thran Dynamo, and a Trench Gorger. So the turn sequence came, played out like this. Island into Soul Ring into Sapphire Medallion. Past turn, second turn, drew nothing important. Played Island into Thran Dynamo into Whisper Silk, into Whisper Silk Cloak. Past turn, third turn starts, Trench Gorger. I then proceed to exile all of the lands in my library, making Trench Gorger a 35-35. Nobody had any answers. I get to my fourth turn and start smashing face for the game. And that is probably the best game of Magic I have ever played. Sickest play originator, Jeremiah Smead. The sickest play I ever made was in a five-player game with myself playing Niz-Miz at the Firemind and the other four people playing Muzio, Arkham, Dagson, Rafik, and Narset. The Muzio player got a slow start and only activated for the first time on turn four, hitting a Mycosynth Lattice, turning all permanents into artifacts. When it came around to my turn five, 
I just grin as I cast an overloaded Vandal Blast, which destroyed all permanents on the board that weren't mine, including the lands. The Dagson player tried to counter my play, so I just grinned all the more, cast a Daze for free, and cackled. With four consecutive concedes immediately after, it was the fastest game of Commander I ever played, and certainly my sickest play. Patron, Nathan O'Lennon. So, I'm playing a four-player game of Commander. I'm playing my Lazav deck. Person across the table from me is playing a Meron deck that's bragging about how fast they're going to be able to get things into the graveyard and mill us all out. So, I draw Hinder and Tunnel Vision. Hinder Wood Elves or something like that. Then cast Tunnel Vision, milling their entire deck. I then attack them with an unblockable creature and Ninjutsu in Ink Eyes to take the Gonti that is now in their graveyard, stealing their last card. Patron, Russell Lee. One of the coolest uh, plays I've uh, done was when I was playing my Rushmi Eternity's Crafter deck. I kept the two land hand because I was not thinking properly, but I had a commandeer and didn't want to get rid of it. So what happened was I was starting for mana, I missed a land drop on turn three, and then the player to my left played a Cultivate, which I immediately pitch a Counterspell and some other blue card to to get me the lands I needed to just set everything in gear and got further ahead than I anticipated and ended the game with a ridiculous expropriate into a Blightsteel Colossus. But yeah, stealing somebody's Cultivate, not the best or most, you know, flashy use of Commandeer, but still pretty sick. Podcaster Ryan Green. Hi, Phil, Sean, and Shivam. I love the podcast. Keep up the good work. I don't know if this is my sickest play ever, but it's definitely one that stands out. Late in the game, it was down to my mono-red Giant Ballard deck versus Big John's Elf Tribal deck. I cast Reversal of Fortune, which reads, Target opponent reveals his or her hand. You may copy an instant or sorcery card in it and play the copy without paying its mana cost. So, I cast Reversal, and what do I see in my opponent's hand? Praetor's Council, which reads, Return all cards from your graveyard to your hand. Exile Praetor's Council, you have no maximum hand size for the rest of the game. We each probably had 20 or 30 cards in our graveyards. Then I cast one of my return cards, Collective Defiance, which Wheel of Fortune Big John's hand. And that is the story of how my mono red deck cast Praetor's Council and deprived my opponent of his chance to cast that same busted green sorcery. Patron Toby Wells. A couple of years ago, my wife wanted to get me something magic-related for Christmas, so she bought me the Duretti Commander deck, and she looked online and ordered me a couple cards. Without really knowing, she ordered me Jester's Cap to go with it. So when I pull out my Duretti deck, my friends all groan because they know that my soon 7-10 to minute turns are going to be me sacking Jester's Cap over and over and over again and exiling all of the awesome things in their libraries. Anyway, that's my favorite commander combo and my name is toby wells i'm from northfield vermont and my local game store is the book garden oh commander in congrats on 100 episodes it's sean here from the commander's brew and i'm going to bring you my sickest play of recent memory we were each down to two or three life it was the pivotal turn Uh, my opponent was about a point away from getting me 
and they put an extort trigger on the stack, taking my life down by one and their life up by one. This would have sealed my doom. But I thought about it for a second, and I realized I've never ghost-quartered myself before, but I did for the first time. I ghost-quartered one of my land to grab a planes, which triggered Amiria's Shepherd, which I used to put a Tainted Remedy back on the battlefield. That's that enchantment that nobody runs that turns life gain from your opponents into life loss. That one life swing brought him down enough that I was able to finish him off before he was able to kill me with various other effects. Ooh, I was so proud of that. Sick play. Ghost Quarter can be used on yourself. Don't forget that, everybody. Congrats again. Wow, that was a lot of fun. Uh, you guys are crazy with your, your sickest plays and the fact that you got them all done uh, or that you got your sickest play in in like 45 seconds or so each, that was remarkable. And all these stories are the reasons we play Commander, aren't they? They really are. They really are. I tried describing Commander to people who've played Magic but maybe haven't played Commander yet and you know, one person who knows the rules but has never played either version and I described Commander and they're like, that is insane. And it, it almost always ends with some really weird wind condition that blows normal magic out of the water. To me, Commander feels most like the truest spirit of magic from the olden days till now. In the sense of, like, you can play with any card you want as subpar as it could possibly be just because you like it for any random reason and still make a ridiculously amazing play or wind condition or something out of it. Like... There's nothing to stop you from playing your Urnum Jin in a commander deck or your um, <laughs> random just like, I don't know, Wall of Swords or some garbage. Uh, I'm sure Wall of Swords <laughs> would be amazing in like Doran. But um, there's always a place for every card, isn't there? Exactly. And uh, our format is the best place for everything fun about casual magic yeah like nobody stresses out in commander and if you're stressing out you're probably doing it wrong you're probably trying to play legacy and missed the exit you might be trying to play vintage and thought you were landing at highlander but actually ended up at elder dragon highlander and we just do things a lot more relaxed around here and i am eternally grateful to my co-host for letting me jump on this ride a hundred episodes in and uh, to you, the listener, for not throwing me off after my 45 guest appearances. <laughs> oh, a couple tried. <laughs> oh, those were amazing letters. Like, uh, God bless you guys. That was, that was a good time for all. <laughs> those are funny letters. Um, well, thanks, folks, and let's hope, uh, no, thanks, folks, and here's to the next hundred, right? It'll be good. Yep. Speak to you in a uh, hundred episodes where we'll be on 200 and, <laughs> um, oh f- yeah, I presume it'll be at about the same time, but Phil, I owe you a drink because, uh, I said they'd never do cat tribal, but there you go. Anyway. <laughs> so I wonder what things I would have got wrong in the next hundred episodes. Predictions emailed in. Yeah. If you email in, predict what I will get wrong in, <laughs> in the next 100 episodes. And I'll read the best ones out on air. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of really cool things coming down the pipe. And uh, the 
show is going to be the best we can make it going forward in really cool and interesting ways. And we have a lot of new ideas um, and we have a lot of fun things happening. So thank you all for listening. And uh, we really, really appreciate your continued support, all your tweets, all your letters, and all the fun things that you guys have been doing with us at all the GPs we've seen seen you at or shown up to. And if anybody has any neat ideas of things that they would like us to do, please feel free to drop us a line at our uh, Twitter and let us know what you think would be neat for us to do. And we would love to check it out and maybe give it a try. Yeah. All right, folks. Thank you. Uh, And and that's our show. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, dead. And let me do that again. Hang on a sec. And that's our show. Wow, an extra special hundredth one. Ladies and gentlemen, Eric Shapolsky. It's beginning to look a lot like Bormus. Everywhere you go, the Lux is running red, and four of the gods are dead. Not what I thought, but hey, there you go. It's beginning to look a lot like Bormus. Soon the hours will start. The very best things will be your dying streams. The zombies rip out your heart.